The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Ooh, that's refreshing. Yum! That's refreshing. That's so delicious. That is great. Well, I have to say that today's drink is coming from one of our listeners. Coco is a sub with underscores instead of spaces on FetLife. She sent me the recipe of a deep eddy ruby red grapefruit vodka spritzer. Love it. Great. And I love the recipe that she gave me. I'll even put her recipe up on our podcast for the drinks. But let me tell you how I bastardized it because... (laughs) Because you have to do that. I have to do that. I have to always make the drinks mine, right? So I'll let you read what her recipe is, but I'll tell you how I made this. I put in, let's see, one, two, eight ounces of the ruby red grapefruit vodka. Now we have some left in the mixer too, so we can pour more in. But in order to make enough for this type of drink and the way the glass, I didn't have as fancy a glass as Coco as a sub. She had these really great goblets with gold rim on them and she put them on her page. They're beautiful. But I used our larger goblets. And then there's, I added more alcohol because I did go with the orange juice, the half cup of orange juice that they had. I put two teaspoons of grenadine in. I stirred that in a mixer glass and then I had crushed ice put into the glasses we were going to serve in already and since I had stirred this in ice it was chilled then I strained it into this and I got it about three quarters full and then I topped it off with the grapefruit seltzer water Mm. stirred it again and then I topped it off with like a little cocktail uh, skewer with ruby red grapefruit a raspberry and a couple slices of Myers lemon it's beautiful so it's really pretty, it's pretty and drink. it's a wonderful drink that she shared, and I just wanted to acknowledge her for that. That was really great. Yeah, thanks, Coco, as a sub. And it's also a great drink for today because we just came in from a warm outside spring day walk. I know, and it and feels like a spring drink. It's yeah. like very springy. Yeah, it's So good, good for us. Yeah. Yeah, so excellent. Mm, I have to have another sip. Ooh, powerful good. Yeah. Okay, so today... Today we're going to talk about Ichigo Iche. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So Ichigo Iche is a Japanese symbol indicating to be present to the moment that you're in. It's like just this moment now or just this very moment. You right. know, there are lots of 
sort of different English translations, but it really amounts to being present to the moment. Right. And this is a conversation you and I have been having ongoingly for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And we take a minute every day to be present to the moment. Yeah. But it, it actually, it's a very significant reminder that as human beings, we have a tendency to be in our heads. Right. And to be doing things, thinking about something else or, you know, pondering something or perseverating about something while we're doing something. And we aren't really present to what we're doing because right. we're like thinking. Well, it was neat because on our walk today, we were talking about this topic in preparation for the podcast. And I said, you know, it's crazy that I notice a lot of people, I don't know if it's just an American phenomenon or just being human, but... I, like I had mentioned before, I, I think there are definitely are cultures out there who value mindfulness. But in Western culture, we actually teach people how to be mindful and present in the moment. And I was mentioning that I think a lot of people get a lot of pride out of being able to multitask, even though we really know people aren't able to multitask. They say they are, but really you can only concentrate on one thing at a time. The literature is clear about that. There's, right. There's you just feel data. like you're doing parts of lots of little tasks, but when you're doing the part of that task, you're actually doing that task. That one thing, it's yeah. not really like you're doing four tasks at once. And maybe you might say, well, I listen to my podcast while I make lunches in the morning. I guess you could say there's things like that happening. Well, when the task you're doing is really mindless. Right. You know. Right. Then sure, you can listen to something while you're doing a mindless task. But... But, but are if, you fully present to what you're listening to? Or to what you're doing. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I just think people have this pride about, oh, I can multitask, yet, you know, just walking outside in the sunshine today. Yeah. Not looking at the phone or just being present to things like, oh, we're holding hands and walking and, oh, yeah. feel the breeze and look how blue the water is and our dog is playing in the water and the waves and just being present to that is what we're talking about. Yeah. And same in relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the point that the reason we want to talk about it in this podcast at all is not that we're here to promote mindfulness from a Buddhist mindset standpoint. Correct, for, correct. You know, or whatever. It's really more about how in relationship we're really not terribly mindful as creatures. Yeah. And this is this is an idea to bring to relationship this sort of goes into that conversation about integrity in a way you know if you had integrity in your relationship when you were with your partner you would give them your attention mm -hmm. right you know you wouldn't have them talking while you were looking at your phone or or tv or, or whatever watching yeah. tv like right. you would actually be with them right right Right, so being with, yeah, and this is a conversation about authenticity. It's a conversation, you know, it's a conversation about authentically being present in your relationship. Well, and I think it's true because we've talked about our past relationships, and you know, there was a point after so many years and my contempt build up in my with my ex. I mean, in relationship, if you talked about in relationship in the sexual context. You know, there were things I felt were my wifely duties, and I was doing them. Yeah. And I was thinking about the shopping list in my head at the same time. You know, right. because for one, it was an unfulfilling relationship for one. 
And for two, I wasn't being responsible and being present. Right. Right. Like a lot of the conversations we've had has had this concept as a theme through it, you know. Mm -hmm. But I really think the the notion of Ichigo Iche is Mm -hmm. a really powerful notion, you know, if it's being with the meal we're we're eating Mm -hmm. or if it's enjoying the drink we're enjoying. Right. So yummy. So yummy. I mean, it's there's something extremely fulfilling about being alive when you're present to being alive. Right. And what it means. This is a really interesting moment in human history. Mm-hmm. We have a existential threat to human life right. that we're all dealing with. And there's a lot of people spinning up concern right. about that. With good reason. There's nothing wrong with looking at what's going on and not having thoughts about that. And that's fine. But at the same time, if you let that be all you you think about and all you process, then, then, well, then your actual being alive part doesn't you know, contribute to your experience. Right. So what we're saying is to put those more esoteric thoughts aside and just be present to the meal you're making or the conversation you're having mm-hmm. or the person you're with mm-hmm. or the drink you're drinking, mm-hmm. to just really be present because this moment is going to pass in a moment. Well, we talk about that even in play scene. You know, obviously there are some things that happen in a scene that due to their intensity, you would hope your focus would be there anyway. But, you know, that takes responsibility and integrity to be in that space. But what I've noticed is like, for example, when I'm being flogged, I'm so, so present to us, this energy between us. And we've talked about it being like almost like a tendril that's attached to you and I. And I can feel it ebb and flow as the strike happens and then yeah. you pull away and you've described similarly your own experience with that. And I've told you before, you know, I'm not even facing you, but I feel we have the music on and I can hear the flogging and feel the thud. And I feel like there are colors there happening Yeah, with the rhythm that's created and you get, I drop deeper into subspace and I drop into that space yes. and I'm very, very present. I wouldn't know if someone knocked on the door or a phone rang or there's just no other presence to other than if you stopped, I would understand there was an interruption in what happened and then something else is going to happen. Yeah, it's very true. The one thing I think that's true for kink as a construct is that it raises the intensity of a sexual encounter to new heights for people. Right. And I'm always interested, you know, when I explore the different profiles on Fat Life, for example, mm-hmm. to look at and see what some people are up to. They right. go well beyond my interest level. Mm-hmm. They're, they're things I'm, I'm totally not interested in. Mm-hmm. But I'm impressed that, that people go there. And I think about it. And I think about, you know, what does it take for somebody to do something that it goes way beyond my own interest in kink and what that intensity requires And I think that, you know, there's such a mindfulness about that intensity Mm -hmm. that it just lets you go deeper and deeper. Like I said to you when we started this journey that, you know, when you jump into that rabbit hole, you have no idea where it's going to go. Right, exactly. And in many ways, that's been true for your experience and mine together. Yeah. But I believe it's true for others, too, that 
in that space of, of the kink dynamic, lots of different avenues of intensity are available that just aren't in an ordinary life because people are really present. Well, and that brings up for me, you know, even if we have like daily maintenance scene, kind of spanking scene, and we travel through similar patterns just because we like it, every time we finish that, it's always different. Yeah. Like I don't go, and my experience with sex before was like, okay, this act is missionary. This act is a blowjob. This act is, and I'm sure I was creating it as it was sameness, the same. Yeah. I wasn't present. So, okay, this is what this is. This will do this. I do this. I do this. And this happens. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost I, like I there's a recipe. There's no recipe now. It's just, no. it starts and then we don't know where it's going to end at. Right. I think that there are really two things you're talking about. You know, one is in the first instance where you had like another tape of your routine running in your head during sex, mm-hmm. where there was lots going on there. You weren't happy. You weren't present. Sure. You weren't satisfied. You weren't fulfilled. Like all of that is what was going on while you were having sex with your partner. And without, I think those were true. I knew those things about me, but I didn't know that that was what everybody else wasn't experiencing. Like I thought, yeah, I got it. oh, sex must be for men and not really for women. I'm interesting. And this is what women experience. Because, what do you think now? Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, totally different. And I don't mean to say that I was naive. I just, I just know talking with other wives, I thought, well, at least I'm having sex all the time. And they seem very unhappy. It must be because we're all kind of unhappy. But, I, but at least I'm having sex all the time, which means I have a propensity to probably have some good sex some point in there, right? Law <laughs> percentages. And they're never doing it at all. And they're doing it like it's a gift or you owe me something if I give this to you, which, God, that that just sounds terrible. <laughs> but I know it happened. Right. That's what was <laughs> happening for you at that time. And you weren't really present no. to your partner. Or, I wasn't present to my sexuality. And you weren't present even. to your sexuality. No. And you weren't present to the relationship. You were disengaged. I just took there on what he thought was what we were supposed to do yeah. was what we were supposed to do. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of integrity in that relationship from no. a sexual standpoint. Correct. On either part, because he wasn't being concerned about you either. Right. If the thought you had after having sex with him was that sex is for men, not for women, he wasn't being responsible for you. <laughs> right. Yes. I can just say that absolutely. <laughs> now, the second part that, that you brought up, which is in the kind of sex we're having these days, where your attention is 100% on it. But that isn't just during that sex act. Like our relationship is very much about being present to each other. Yeah, our dynamic is forward in our relationship. It's very much about being with each other. Mm -hmm. It's very much about being present in reality, in the moment with each other. Because we talk about our life as being linked moment to moment to moment like this moment okay now this moment yeah yeah so it follows that during the kind of sexual encounters that we have that that sort of presence is also heightened and the way that we have sex the kink that we participate in is almost like an amplifier of that being present 
it, it almost it's almost like a like a like a loudspeaker. It, mm-hmm. like, it, it blasts "Be present." Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is that because we're mindful in our day to day experience in a lot of different ways, both in terms of how we are being together as well as the way we relate to our food and our cocktails. Cocktails. <laughs> I was looking for another word. I was thinking about imbibe. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a good word. But because we're present to, you know, sitting at, by the lake and to playing with the dog, we have a lot of reference points in our day that keep us mindful. Yes. And I think that's what Ichigo Iche implies. It's about being mindful moment to moment because this moment is just gone yeah and when you first sent me that the little script yeah without even knowing i mean because we had talked about it we had watched the show and that came up and someone had described it and you're like oh my gosh that's so moving and i was like yeah it is it sounds like us yeah then you send me the little script and and to be honest i had gotten up before you in the morning and had seen that before you rose and i was like oh that would be a great tattoo yeah and it's like that's the whole reason when we've talked before like i want to get a tattoo that means something that has meaning and i was like so thankful you saved that yeah because again we're present the moment yeah so we were watching that last night and seeing it we heard it and then it's i'm on to the next moment (laughs) it's not like i'm a butterfly just flitting around but the reality is i'm in the next moment sure and to have that as a reminder, I'm like, yeah, that really speaks to us. It's just really important. I was thinking about it today when we're down by the lake with the dog playing mm-hmm. on the beach, you mm-hmm. know, and in the water and on the grass. And it was just, just such a beautiful moment, you know, because he's a dog. He doesn't really have he a He doesn't mind. make meaning. It makes no meaning. He can only be present. Yep. Where's the ball? Yeah. <laughs> And I love, I get so much joy by watching him move through life on our walks. Yeah. Because his simplicity of being is freeing. It's very freeing, yeah. It's so freeing. And so I understand we're humans and we've got thumbs and we have other constructs, but well, we, we, have we a lot can of, be free. I think that for me, like one of the most powerful, I suppose, tools that I've had in, that I've encountered to enable me to be present is to be able to set that little voice aside in my head. Totally. And to just not make meaning out of everything and just be present to what's so. Yeah. You know, I think when you're present to reality as, as like, that's what's so, then you can, like, step back from making meaning because you can choose to accept reality the way that it is. <laughs> that's so true because even today, one of my little mantras was, Midday, I just check with myself and say, you know, be mindful of no judgment. So then we go on our walk. And then I'm like, they're not wearing a mask. They're not wearing a mask. Yeah. They're walking too close. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, I'm making judgments. Okay. Yeah. So instead, on the way back, you and I didn't share this with no. you, but on the way back, I saw the same things. But this time I just said, what's so is they're not wearing a mask. Right. But I am, and I'm being responsible, and I'm going to move farther to the right of the path or do what I need to do to continue to be responsible. I can't control them. Right. And I don't even have to judge them. I could make a lot of reasons. Like we saw that family with the Easter egg baskets walk right. by us, and no one had anything no. of, you know, to no, protect no them. No protection, right. None of them. And I thought my judgment would have been, my God, these are your children. 
Yeah. Wouldn't you even put something on them or, for, you know? Yeah. So anyway, instead I said to myself, I have no idea. They could have just come out of that condo from an indoor Easter egg hunt that they did inside. Right. And now they're walking over here or whatever. Again, I did that on purpose just to test myself and say, you don't have any idea. You're making meaning out of only what you see and you're seeing one Snapshot. segment, Snapshot. snapshot. Right of a whole reality. True, there may be people out there just blindly not wearing masks and not following the precautions. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to spend any energy on it. I just have to know what's so. And so I really worked on that today privately. Just no judgment. Just this is what's so. Because really, that is what's so. And I found that I'm way calmer and I have way less concern for everything if I'm just present to what's so. I think that's so true because, yeah. you know, we're in the, if you think about it, in a worry wart situation, we're in a pandemic. Right. Whether people really recognize the uh, intense nature of what we're going through as a human race. Right. That's neither here nor there. What is so is if we're present to what's so in our environment, in our little microcosm here. Right. And we're taking care of our, what we need to do then right. that's what's so. Right. And I really can't control anything else. No. And it makes me relax just to know that I'm still able to go outside and enjoy the sun. Right. I have to do a few different things than I used to do. Right. Well, you know, I like to think of we maintain social distancing, not because we're concerned about ourselves, but we're concerned about others. Right. You know, because the way COVID-19 works, you may be a carrier and not even know it. Exactly. Right. I saw a really great conversation, I think on Twitter today, where, I think I told you about this earlier, mm-hmm. where a nurse was wearing a mask at a grocery store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the person behind her was like, why are you wearing a mask? It doesn't save anything, da 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 you can still get it, da 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 And she turned to her and said, well, I'm an ER nurse, and I'm wearing it to protect you, not to protect myself from you. And she said, well, that woman just took off and ran. And ran. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, you know, we don't know where we stand with COVID-19. So we need to be cautious yeah. and keep our distance from people. And we just need to do that. And that's the way things are till there's a vaccine. And that's where we're at, is being right. present. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Be yeah. present with that and deal with it as responsibly as you can. Yeah. And that really goes through every facet of your life. Yes. Relationship whether it's your intimate relationships or your family relationships, all of that. And with the time that we have now that we've been granted with these quarantines, we have a chance, an opportunity to make that so with your relationships. Yeah. And we're using this time to really expand our relationship, which is great. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. Kink in the news? Kink in the news. We got it for you. Okay. This is relevant. Well, today's Easter. It's actually originally pronounced Ishtar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was originally the celebration of Ishtar, the Assyrian and Babylonian goddess of fertility and sex. (laughs) Her symbols, like the egg and the bunny, were, and really still are, fertility and sex symbols. Or did you actually think that eggs and bunnies had anything to do with the resurrection? (laughs) After Constantine decided to Christianize the empire... Easter was changed to represent Jesus. But at its roots, Easter, which is how you really pronounce Ishtar in English. Oh, really? That's amazing. It's all about celebration of fertility and sex. 
Oh, I love it. Happy so, Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm feeling quite complete. I am too. And I really thank Coco as a sub for this drink idea. And again, I'll post it's, it on our podcast and drinks and reviews. It's and delicious. It's, yeah. it's quite refreshing and yeah. I'm excited. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!